Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Morning. Good morning. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Um, I've been better. Why? Oh, just talking to Johnny out there, and he and I are both suffering from the stomach bug that's been going around. Well, I had it last Thursday when I left here. Oh, did you? Last Thursday night. You're probably night, the one that gave it to yeah, me. Yeah. Last Thursday night at 10 o'clock until 4 in the morning. Okay. You know what? Yep. And um, then I felt, then I stayed in bed. And I did not leave, and this is the truth, from 10 o'clock Thursday night until 8 o'clock in the morning on Saturday. I stayed in my room other than my room and the bathroom simply because I did not want my boys were there. And I thought, this is the most contagious thing. So I thought, let me stay. And you know what? It, it at least worked because Tommy is home, back home in San Francisco now. And Fun. he didn't get it. And I think that part of it is you just got to sort of like lock yourself in a room and yep. don't touch anything and just you know don't go near anybody for that at least during that period and that's what i did and, and it so seemed here to I have am. worked <laughs> seemed to have worked but yeah but do you did you happy to be a guest is it only happening today or did it it started yesterday actually oh, well, you're Tuesday already night. yeah i did that thing like you're you know, in the morning yeah and all that goodness. Everybody, it is going around like that's what i hear crazy yeah. i didn't Through realize families and oh yeah yeah, I thought I had some other kind of thing, and I'm no, so glad to hear that it's a bug. Oh, yeah, it's everywhere. But it goes very quickly. Well, uh, this is the second day, and I, the only thing I still feel is I feel very tired. Yeah, that's And the I issue. feel um, just um, unsteady, weak. Yes, that's, that's how you feel for a while. But, yeah, I'm not going into the office today because wow. I don't want anybody to Wow, but you're here. Sick. That's a good I'm, thing. Well, I'm here because, yes, you have to do what you have to do. So other than that, how was your Christmas? Well, did you recover by Saturday night? Well, because I lost a couple days um, for a couple other reasons, and um, which I'm not allowed to talk about. And um, and then that day, that whole day, you know, it just was. Yeah, it was. This Christmas was a little crazy. It just seemed like, and I know most of it was because I lost three days of a busy week trying to get things done. but it it was a, a nice time. Everybody was good. My kids were so 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 happy to have them around, and so everybody was happy with what they had, we got. And I was able to finish and do what I needed to do. But it was I had said I want this Christmas Eve that I don't have to do anything. That's what you said last week. But I that didn't happen because I lost all those days, so oh. I had to be out. However, I did say that this year I was not going to stand at Christmas Eve mass. 
in my last year well every year at christmas eve because we're always running late i'm running around getting things i always get to mass right at you know when it starts Mm -hmm. when we used to go to st paul's and it's everyone who never goes to church except their christmas and easter pack the house yeah and Mm -hmm. so you go in there and you have to stand because it's standing room only well i don't belong to st paul anymore i belong to the kids to the cathedral. So last year was my first year at the cathedral mass at four o'clock mm-hmm. and it was packed again because I got in and it was packed. And um, this year I said, I'm not doing that. So I made sure I got there about 20 minutes early, which I did. And I got a perfect seat and it was very, very nice to have, to have a seat. And the bishop said four o'clock mass, which was very nice. So it was very relaxing after all that to just sort of sit and take in the music yeah. and see the lights and it was beautiful when you walked in because everything was dark except for the lights on the wall the candles and the christmas tree lights on the trees it was beautiful yeah. mm-hmm. and a little bit in the back so people wouldn't you know could see a little but mm-hmm. it was beautiful so that i was a that i did say and i did do good but well, <laughs> we were supposed to get to the um Christmas Eve services at the Chestnut Hill Presbyterian Church, which is always the same thing. It's it's beautiful just to walk in there and see all the lights. And that's the one where they pass around at the end the candles when they sing Silent Night. Mm-hmm. And it's really nice. But unfortunately, we didn't get there. So Why? <laughs> just got a late start. And I think part of this thing that was going around was starting on me mm-hmm. on Saturday. Yeah. And it just, um, I thought I apparently rebuffed it, but I didn't. So we got a late start, and I was a little bit concerned about whether or not I would make the trip. And then I thought about sitting in a church, and I thought, well, that's probably not a good thing either. Right. So it just it worked out that we didn't go. My sister and my niece and nephew went, and they said it was one of the most rushed and fastest services they've ever been in, and they didn't <clears throat> didn't understand why. But they actually started the service before 4.30, which Maybe is, the priest wasn't feeling good. Well, I don't know. That's good. That could be. Or the that minister. The minister, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what the deal was. But this was the one where they always had the children come in and do their thing. Aww. You know, and they're all dressed up as shepherds and other Aww. stuff. Like the live yeah. nativity. Yes. Oh, that's and, so and nice. They, they come up from the sides and they do their <laughs> thing and then they go back. And there's always chaos when that's around. But she said that it was, she. they just never stopped. They just went from one thing right to the next to the next to the next the entire service lasted for half an hour it's usually an hour wow and she said i don't understand what was going on i said well then i guess we didn't really miss anything it's like making pancakes so, i don't know yeah <laughs> i'm not sure what happened oh but gosh. she said it was nice wow. you know 4 30 it's dark getting dark yeah so by the time the the, the the service was close to the end when they would do the silent night thing it was dark and it looked really nice so we decided this year we were going to have our big dinner on Christmas Eve rather than Christmas Day. So we, she came back to the house and, and we had some fabulous food and we had dinner starting about 7.30 and we just, you know, we just kind of waddled away from the table. Everybody was so full and it was really good. It was really great. And then the next day, my niece Mara went to her boyfriend's house in New Jersey so that meant we had to do all the presents and everything else before she left. And it was fine. She was gone by 2 o'clock, and it was a very restful day. Uh-huh. So it worked out being great. And we stayed there and came back, drove back on Monday. And that was it. So it was, it was a very nice weekend to be with family. I really enjoyed it. Um, it was great. Just really good. Yeah. Well, it's... 
It always is. You know, the rush to that day is mm-hmm. so crazy, and we put all of this stress. And I said to myself, Here, here's what I said, self, <laughs> one of these days I want to do, I want to get up and do the old, you know, spray on stuff, throw on clothes and a base, my, my winter hat, and I want to go over to Bob Bolas's Christmas party, and yeah. I want to serve as many people as I can, and when I'm finished, go to Chinese, eat Chinese food <laughs> on Christmas someday. I really do. because I Well, because everything why, why is... Chinese food? Because Chinese restaurants are open on Christmas Eve. Yeah, Who the else is open, open on Christmas night open. beside beside a convenience store or something oh, where you true. can get, like, okay. loose pizza wrapped in cellophane or something? Yes. So, no, I, I which I can't have anyway. So, um I just, I don't know. There's just some, I just, this year, and it probably because I didn't feel good and I felt mm-hmm. rushed and everything else that went on this week, I just felt like I just wanted something not so organized and planned. You know yes, what I mean? I just I go and do something simple and nice. Yep. And because I think that is wonderful that they, on Christmas Day, everybody who either contributes or does what goes on that day, any of those community events, but on Christmas Day, it's beautiful. Yeah. So, um, anyway, it's just, and I, I, the girl who was did my pedicure a couple of weeks ago, she said, I said, what are you doing for Christmas? And her mom had recently passed. She said, we don't really know yet. She said, one year, my husband and I just went and got Chinese food. And I thought, oh, how simple that is. <laughs> yes, you know what I exactly. mean? So, anyway, yeah. um, that's, I was thinking that's, but I, someday I'm going to do that. Well, I think, but, yeah, that's a good thing. Just do, make Christmas Eve be the night and then Christmas Day have a little bit of a difference. But, yes. um, but yeah, it was not, I was just thrilled because my boys were home and, mm-hmm. um, man, are they a lot of work. <laughs> you forget, you forget what it's like to have no one in your house and yes. boys all over the place. Yes. So, uh-huh. but we had a good time. Well, did your son, um, did Tommy finish making the cookies for you? No, he made the dough, but I right. never, and then I just was sick, yeah, so sick. I, I didn't make the, because I got sick the, that day that we <sighs> taped that night, yes. and I just didn't do, I, I lost that whole day, so, um, and the Thursday, beat the thir- that Thursday was crazy, so, um, yeah, was, didn't get, but the cookie dough's there, so I will be making them the next day or two. That's so good. So I have them, yes. And are you going to send them to him? No, I'll, oh. maybe I'll send him a couple, but um, no, he won't care. He won't oh, okay. care either way. He's pretty good about that. Well, he doesn't have the gluten situation. No, he has no allergies, so he doesn't care. And okay. Sean gets mad at me. He says I'm not supposed to say allergy. but And then Tommy goes, well, Sean, that's... He goes, Mom, it's an autoimmune disease. It's not just an allergy. And Tommy's like, uh, Sean, causes and that's what that is. And, and I'm like, thanks for sticking up for me, Tommy. <laughs> So, were there any fabulous Christmas presents exchanged? Mm, no, I mean they get picked. They pick out what they want. Shoes. They both got shoes okay. and clothes from J. Crew, which mm-hmm. they love. And no, there wasn't anything. No, it's just simple, simple things. Things they wanted. What about um, for you? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I knew what I was getting. Oh, so. Okay, fine. Yeah, nice and little, so nice definitely. little things. I'm very thankful. some baubles. Yeah. Um, no. Oh. No. Mm-mm. But <laughs> for me, I bought myself the oh, yes, few okay. little All right, numbers. Fine. But no. So yeah, just um, <laughs> it was good. It was a. It was. It was. There was the beauty of it was that morning. I love Christmas morning. So yes. that was my favorite time, because I made my you know typical. Um, blueberry bread pudding with this time with gluten-free challah bread which we got from a bakery in 
Washington, D.C. that Sean goes to that he picked up for us. And it was perfect. So mm-hmm. um, you, Tommy's like, Mom, I can't even tell this bread is gluten-free. I said, I, but then again, when it's bathed and soaking in custard, you know, anything yeah. tastes delicious. So, mm-hmm. but that, so that was good. And then my brother and my nephew came over for a little bit that morning before the cooking began because then, you know, Chef Tom Foley started his cooking for the day because he made the mashed potatoes, the tenderloin, the Brussels sprouts, the carrots, and he made a gluten-free, a flourless chocolate cake. Whoa. All starting at, I think, 12 o'clock, 1230 that nice. afternoon. Very nice. So the kitchen, so I never took a shower to go to my, my sister started at five. Now she usually has like an hour appetizers or whatever, so that was no big deal. But I never took a shower till quarter of five Christmas night because in I was trying to help Tommy even just like cleaning up so it wasn't a disaster area, the kitchen, and it ended up being that way, but... Um, so what did you do then? Take the food to your sister? The kids left about quarter to five, took all the food, because then we had, to, you know, I had to make sure the right platters and bowls and everything were, and so they took everything, and then Meyer and I went over at five thirty. So, oh, okay. yeah. So we were a little bit late, but nonetheless, we made it. And did you have guests? Where at my mother's? At your sister's. Johnny Lucas was at. That's he's what smiling I in the in the control room there. Johnny <laughs> Lucas was there in all his glory, sitting at the head of the table. Oh, well, he always wow. sits at the head of the table. This time he sat in another head of the table. Right, okay. John? Yep. Mm-hmm. So nice. we only had. I think we had about eleven people oh, with us, which was nice. It that's was good. very nice, peaceful, and mm-hmm. everything. Of course, Tommy made everything, and Johnny. I think you would agree, delicious, right? It, honest to God, my son is an unbelievable chef unbelievable he's been loving to cook and bake since and that's the thing not only can he cook he can bake too so he has that dual what a catch yeah he's (laughs) just a dog he's just so good and so everything was great good Mm -hmm. yeah so we had a good time and we hope you who are listening to us go on and on about our christmas had a great uh christmas as well and we are going to take a very short break we will be right back you're listening to the laurie lynn show it's saturday morning with laurie and lynn now back to laurie and lynn Good morning. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the president and CEO of Northeastern Financial Consultants. We're a fee-only financial planning firm in Clark Summit. I'm also the author of a book called Power of the Purse, Fear-Free Finances for Baby Boomer Women. Available on Amazon.com. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And you know what, Lynn, I have to give a big shout out. too. Well, my brother Jimmy on Christmas Day was telling me that there's this guy who comes in all the time to in the old Ford store to see him. Mm-hmm. And he says he listens to us faithfully. Oh. And so we, I want to give a big shout out to Mr. Shalane. He comes in and he said he's a big fan. So we want him to know we appreciate that he listens. And Mr. Shalane, I'm coming to see him. My brother says he keeps threatening that I'm going to visit you. So one of these days when you walk into my brother's, I'm going to be there to greet you. And your Give brother's, you a big smooch. Your brother's is what? <laughs> Cadden Brothers Beer Distributor. Okay. So he's a, he's a neighborhood guy and stops in to see Jimmy. He said he's this real nice man. Okay. And he said he listens. And he said, Cadden, is that your sister on 
the radio. <laughs> and I said, Jimmy, did you tell him I'm your daughter? He said, yeah, that's my sister. And then Jimmy teases him and tells him I'm going to come and, you know, going to shake him up a little. So yeah. that's what we're going to do. So big shout out. Happy New Year, Mr. Shalan from Old Forge. And keep listening. Thank you for listening to us. Yay, Mr. Shalan. You know who else listens to us? Who? Larry West. Larry West. Larry West works with John Blake for, for oh, Senator yeah, Blake. Yeah, you know yes. Larry. I do. I, I knew I knew the name. I couldn't connect him. He is yes. the nicest guy in the world. He's I a love riot. him. And so um, I was with him yesterday, mm-hmm. and he, we, I was talking about my children, and he was talking about his two boys. And I said, my son's bub. And he goes, I know all about it. I said, how do you know? He said, heard you on your radio show. I listened to your show. <laughs> so we have to give, when people, I say, we try to remember as soon as someone tells us, we say hello yes. to Larry West and Happy New Year to both of you guys. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, how is Patrick A. DiNapoli? How was his uh, Christmas? You didn't Patrick say much. Patrick A. DiNapoli. Is he was, feeling all right? He feels as of this moment. Yes. Okay. Good. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, he really had a wonderful time. He absolutely loves to be with my sister and her family, mm-hmm. and especially <laughs> their large basset hound dog, Archie. Uh-huh. And Archie <laughs> just loves Patrick. And and Archie just turned ten. I think it was uh, this week. So they are adorable. He is. They're just, so slow. Like I know whoa, they just whoa, waddle whoa, along, whoa. like and Fred he, Bassett. And as Patrick said sixteen times on the way home, somebody needs to tell Archie that he's not a lap dog. Yeah, because <laughs> he tries to jump up. Oh, he that's does. So, oh, he, he does get up, up and puts his whole head right in Patrick's lap, <gasps> and you can't move because yeah, because he's big. The dog weighs ninety some pounds. Uh-huh. So, uh, but he loves, Pat loves the attention. He just, he thinks that's great, that Archie loves him. And then he carries on about how he's always really loved him ever since he was a little puppy. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, okay, fine. So Their they, ears are bigger than their body when they're oh, puppies. Oh, their though. ears. <gasps> oh, my God. I, I brushed them because Aww. that's one of the things that he loves. Uh-huh. And every time he sees me, he comes he up thinks, and cries yeah, because he, he knows wants you're going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so now I have no choice. <laughs> But um, but he... That's a good his name ears. for a basset hound, Oh, it's too, great. Archie. I love it's it. It's great. Yeah. His ears, like you said, they just they cause him problems. And their eyes are all bloodshot, right? Yes, because uh-huh. it itches in there and he can't get in there. So um, we were trying to do that. That was another one of our excursions. They are cute. Experiments for the day was to try to get the stuff out of Archie's ears. Oh. But <laughs> it made him feel good because it's just he can't get in there and it's just it feels so well, good. That's, and that's what Cocker Spaniels have the same because yes. their ears are droopy and big like that too and i know phoebe so used to like patrick a really had a wonderful time and i did not bring all the gifts with us that was stupid to bring them down there and yeah and then them lug back. them back it's silly so when we got back on monday afternoon i brought uh bags down for him and then and he, he opened just, like a child and yes, loved every minute and loved everything and i said to him well are you gonna try anything on no not right now i mm-hmm. said okay so i put them all back in the bags and took them upstairs and that's where they've been since and he hasn't so he still hasn't he'll be are you pretty much know yeah i know he'll have on a new number and i'll say patrick i like your shirt or i like your sweater and he'll say thank you darling i got it for christmas yeah, that's he what might. he'll tell us. <laughs> Let's hope. From my that's, beloved. Yeah, that's from my. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, other than that, he's doing fine. Well, you know what, Lynn? I read in the paper, maybe you did too recently. People retiring, deciding to retire, signing up for Social Security, and moving to another country. Yes, I did see that. Did you read that? Like yes. this woman who moved to someplace near Mexico. Guadalajara? Mexico. Because they said the rent is 
half what you would have paid in the United States. And the, um, the hiring the people who you can get to help you. Is, is so much more accessible there. And I thought, wow, that's a risk. And she said she lives in a community close to w- where Americans. there's a lot of other Americans. Yep. So she's befriended them and it's working out nicely. Yeah. And she was from Texas. So that's not a leap from, you know, from somewhere else. But nonetheless, there are many country. people that do that. And it's something that now, uh, I would think it websites. would be more expensive. No, I know you would think that. But no, another big spot is the Dominican Republic. Yeah, they said that, too. That's and a they real said Germany. Spot. Yeah. Now, come on. No, Germany's really got to be expensive. I don't know how they do it, but I think that there are a lot of countries where people really feel that they have something specifically for older people they have programs for older people that we don't have here Mm -hmm. so we have social security but that's about all we have that's anything in medicare but these uh, um, countries have programs specifically for people to help them with their retirement costs and and expenses they have all kinds of vouchers for transportation uh, things like that could you do that could you be able to do that move to another country no i don't think i could it sounds very um, intriguing, but I don't think I could either. No, I just don't think uh, there. You know, there there are drawbacks that people don't they don't talk about. Those. Right, like if you have to get back to the states, the cost of travel and all that kind of stuff. And well, which you could have that if you lived anyway anywhere in the United States that's too. True. But I think so. there are other things though that people don't think about. Like we take for granted things that we can do in the world of medicine that we can just go to a doctor that we want to or whatever it is. Um, and the costs are pretty much taken up by Medicare when you're retired. But it's not so much the case, even though it is significantly less than it is here, there may be more out-of-pocket costs. Mm-hmm. So you got to look at, you know, there's a lot of different things. But I, the other thing I was looking at this week was a, an article that was in U.S. News and World Report that uh, they talk about, remember, we've done this before when I brought things in. They have new... Um, I call them the Madison Avenue terms for people. And there were the, the people that, I forget even now what the term was. We talked about this last year, I think, of the people who retire and then completely retired and then go back to work. Madison Avenue now has a term for them. I forget what it was, but it was just a term. Well, now we've got another one, and we call this the, the gig workers. Gig. Gig. I, I like it. Yeah, I know well, what you it know, means. You know the like idea. an episodic worker. Yes. And, yeah. and it's the gigs like from the music world. You know, uh-huh. you go out and you have a gig, and so you, you play your gig. Well, they've now uh, transferred that concept into the economy in general. And they talk about the gig economy being something that seniors, as that silly term, whatever that means, but retired people are now doing. One of the classic ones is Uber. Because Love Uber it. is, you you know, you do just that. When you want to work, you work. Mm-hmm. And when you don't want to, you don't. Right. So you, you kind of sign on into the world. Okay, I'm here and I'm available. And then you take yourself off when you don't want to. Mm-hmm. So they consider that a gig. So what they're finding is that many people are learning to do this in retirement just because for a lot of reasons because they want some extra income but they also want the socialization Mm -hmm. they want to be involved with people and especially with something like uber you have so much opportunity to talk to people that you only they walk into your life or in your life 20 minutes half an hour but you learn so much about people and it's a very interesting way to find out about what's going on in the world so this article talks about 
Most people are discovering that retirement doesn't mean stopping work. Those who find that retirement is not as interesting as they hoped seek work as a way to meet people and stretch their minds. Others discover their incomes aren't enough to cover the expenses of retirement and the extras, particularly travel, that they desire. Temporary and seasonal jobs can provide income and experience without long-term commitment, and there are many opportunities for retirees to do short-term jobs. It's really, it's a really great lifestyle, this one woman said, who runs a membership site called Work Amper News. That's W-O-R-K-A-M-P-E-R. Now, this is right up your alley. This provides job listings and advice for people who are living mostly in campers or RVs. I love it. So it's a great way for folks to continue to feel useful and keep their minds sharp and their bodies agile. Many of the jobs sought by work campers come with RV spaces. A lot of those jobs are seasonal at resorts and national parks. Also amusement parks, ski resorts, and other businesses that do the bulk of their business one time of the year. They're sort of like modern day carnies. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. A newfangled carny. Yeah. I like that. Uh-huh. Over the years, jobs have included Included picking berries in Vermont, harvesting sugar beets in the Dakotas, I love it. and counting alligators in Florida. <gasps> <laughs> Is that like right. counting sheep? No. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, you have to be a little things. more alert than that, right? As, as well as working for the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers oh and at Amazon God. warehouses. There's a variety of things that people can do. Many of these jobs pay minimum wage or close to it, <sighs> making them a better choice for someone to whom seeking the, seeing the country is more important than making money. It's a good way for folks to get to know the area. But retirees can also find temporary jobs pay more, especially if they have experience in a field that lends itself to consultings. consulting. Accountants can hang up a shingle or work for a tax prep company during tax season, while doctors, nurses, and entertainers can take a gig on a cruise ship. I love it. Many retail businesses hire extra help during the holiday season. Most of the professional managers and executives who start their own business start a consulting business, says Mr. Art Koff. 80, a former advertising exec who founded retiredbrains.com as a jobs and information resource for seniors. You have a choice of either working for yourself or working for an existing company or working through an existing company. And he launched something called tempandparttimejobs.com last year. Well, the other day, uh, Sean and I watched a movie on Monday. Yeah. And Meyer and I had already watched it, but we watched this one again, The Intern with Robert De Niro. Yes. And, yes. and that was fabulous. And that made so much sense. Sure it does. That that opened up. I mean, this guy didn't get paid, but, like, it was it was great. Yes. It was wonderful. And, and that's the thing is that they say that so many seniors at this point in their lives have people skills that younger people don't have. No, and they can learn from them. And yes, that's exactly absolutely. right. Yep. So oh it's, it's very interesting. So those sites, I want everybody to know that. Temp and parttimejobs.com, retiredbrains.com, and workcamper.com. Wow. And you know, I'm going to take a couple of minutes because I'm leaving, I'm cutting out a little bit early. Um, so I just want to wish all of you, all of you wonderful listeners, a very, very happy and healthy new year. Here's to 2017. And we want to say that this is now our what what year eighth Eighth Eighth. year that we are um, signed on for another year and we are very happy and grateful to our sponsors and to all of you who continue to listen so thank you for that and um, happy new year to you too Lynn Thank you. Same to you. Thank you. Let's Hope keep it's a our great fingers. one. Yes, 2017, baby. Mm-hmm. All right, we are going to take a quick break. We will be back 
as soon as we can. You're listening to The Laurie and Lynn Show. Happy New Year. It's Saturday morning with Laurie and Lynn. Now, back to Laurie and Lynn. We're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I'm president and CEO of Northeastern Financial Consultants. We're a fee-only financial planning firm in Clark Summit. I'm also the author of a book called Power of the Purse, Fear-Free Finances for Baby Boomer Women, available on Amazon.com. And Ms. Cadden has departed. She has some things she needs to do. So I am here with our our surprise guest this week, Miss Ms. Marianne Corey. Yes, yeah, since this, we have five Saturdays this month, we are free to roam about the country. So we have an extra, an extra. And weekend. I was just roaming, and she was just there, and I plucked her up. So Marianne Corey has been a guest on our show before, and this is kind of an update. Let's find out what's been going on because you do have something very exciting to share with us. Yes. A new place that's yes. opened up. So tell us, Marianne, where is the place, and what is it do okay well we don't have it yet that's our quest this is our big project we are working on now mm -hmm. um, we run uh, I run a nonprofit organization called the portable playhouse and we are in uh, we do art therapy in hospitals and cancer centers for women and children and we are currently up and down the East Coast from Boston Children's Hospital down to St. Jude's in Memphis and we have lovely women as you can imagine mm -hmm. that volunteer for us once a week all year round not just at the holidays and we make them smile by doing um, art. Uh, we do mostly beading. We make uh, silver, glass, and crystal earrings and bracelets and necklaces and keychains for the boys. And yeah, it's lovely. We've worked with over 200,000 women and children, and, uh, and it'll be 17 years this coming oh, February. I know it's it, amazing. It is amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's and it's only because of the dedication from so many. Well, yes, yeah. but it's just such a wonderful concept. I just think <laughs> it, one of the times you were here, you brought the bead box with you mm -hmm. and showed us how you take this bedside to yeah. so many of these children and they are, they get so excited about making something and that they give it to their favorite nurses mm -hmm. as well as to mom and, and right. other people mm -hmm. that's just got to be and just, the whole time they're not thinking about their illness right, which exactly. is the whole reason we do it yes and if they can't use their hands we are their hands so it does not matter their limitations yes so it's been a fantastic journey in the last couple of years um, we we had a we we have a small historic building in Forest City Pennsylvania and the third floor of our building was empty for like 60 years. So mm -hmm. we decided to take that top floor and renovate it, my husband and I. <laughs> and uh, with a smile, I say that. Yeah, I can and, see. Uh, <laughs> and you're still married, huh? We're still okay. married. <laughs> Everyone who's gone through any renovation can understand why I'm laughing. Um, yes. But we uh, made it a free bed and breakfast for women with cancer. Mm -hmm. um, an opportunity for them to come up just with their girlfriends, their mothers, their daughters, their sisters, to kind of recharge their battery to keep mm -hmm. in that battle. Yeah. And uh, it's lovely. And, and and what we do is we give the, we I bake them a homemade cinnamon coffee cake, mm -hmm. and we put fresh flowers in their rooms. And then they're able to uh, we give a list of what's going around here in Northeast PA mm -hmm. so as far as like festivals and. Mm -hmm. um, any kind of thing that, that might interest them. Or they can do nothing. They can yeah. drink wine and eat chocolate for three days. Oh, that sounds Every good. Woman, yeah. I like that part. We all recharge our own way. Mm -hmm. But the problem that we found was one. 
Uh, our historic building is not handicap accessible. Ah. And in order for us to make it handicap accessible, it's actually cheaper probably to tear the whole thing down Ooh, and, okay. and rebuild it. Uh, because it, uh, the building's like about 118 years old, so every doorway has to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just the integrity of the whole building would have to be. you know. And I didn't really want to ruin that because the whole town is all charming little yes, you know, buildings. Is. So uh, we saw a piece of property, a 64-acre piece, uh, right up, right over the mountain mm-hmm. um, in Wayne County, and uh, we put a bid on it, and we're in the process of raising uh, $960,000. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, I have a team of women working with me, a couple in New Jersey and a news producer in New York City. And we st- in January, we'll start our big... Um, you know, promotion of China get, you know, everyone said that's an awful lot, and it is an awful lot, but that's some soup to nuts. That's buying the property um, and putting on three handicap accessible cottages. Mm-hmm. Um, there'll be two bedroom, two bathroom cottages, but the bedrooms will be big enough to um, hold two queen size beds. Wow. So either four women can be in a room or two, it's up yeah. to them. Um, and then What's new is we're going to dedicate one weekend a month to terminal children and their siblings and family Mm -hmm. because people don't realize, and since we've been doing this for so long, um, how people get disconnected when someone's terminally ill, Mm -hmm. and especially young children. Um, The mothers have to focus on the baby that's sick, Mm -hmm. and the siblings kind of get tossed aside for everyone can understand why, and they take on different roles in the family. Um, We just thought, wouldn't that be nice to have a place for them to come and make some loving and lasting memories before they pass away? Yeah. And the minute we said it, we've gotten volunteers coming out of the woodwork. Really? We have people with um, horses and carriages and, uh, you know, portable petting zoos, uh, train rides for for all all the children. So it's that's going to be, you know, and, and people just said, you know, we'll do art with them and, you know, just to, you know, help us with this. So, you know, I said, well, you know, we just need 960,000 people to donate a dollar. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's very reasonable. Well, yeah, I do too. I do too. So our our whole promotion, uh, we're going to be in in, in Manhattan in a couple of big radio stations. um, And that's what, how we're going to promote this to, to do it. We're passing... You know, the word around. Um, and do you have one of those websites, a GoFundMe kind of thing? Yes, place? we do. It's a okay. GoFundMe.com and then forward slash Lonacana, which is the name of the place. And it's spelled L-O-N-A-K-A-N-A. And it means gift from heaven. In what language? Is in Hawaiian. In Hawaiian. Yeah, get from nice. heaven. Um, and, you know, we didn't want something too feminine, too masculine, because right. we'll have both there, uh, you know, men and women, too. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know what? The need for this is unreal. We've mm-hmm. turned away hundreds of people because of that. Yeah. So we decided since, uh, you know, the last couple of years that that's a, this is our retirement. Yeah. Uh, we're going to live a life of service mm-hmm. and uh, try to make the world a better place. That sounds like a wonderful Yeah. Goal. Yeah. Yeah, we like that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so how can people help you? Oh. It, I mean, Well, you know, I, I, when I was listening to you before talking about people in retirement and doing jobs, um, there's a million things you can do to help us. First of all, pass the word. Yes. Tell everyone you know to tell everyone you know to tell everyone you know. And what about um, some fundraising events? One of the things uh, we yeah. know about Northeastern Pennsylvania is that people do that all the time. All the time. And Actually, they raise serious money. And so... Yeah. Um, 
Have so, you been in touch with anyone or has anyone volunteered to do something yes. like that? Yes. Well, right now, um, the first group that came to us, uh, the Visiting Nurse Association, mm-hmm. um, down in Oliphant, I think. They're, Oliphant. They're, Oliphant. Yeah. Is that how you say Close it? Close enough. <laughs> Close enough. It's a cute town. I love it. Is. It, it is. Um, they're going to do, and this is going to be great. It's going to be in, I think, May 6th, the doctors uh, on call, and they have all doctors variety show. Doctors are, um, if you're interested, you know, email me. <laughs> <laughs> they already have great. like nine so far. They could do, do all these acts, like a variety no show. Kidding. They're having a cocktail party in the theater, Theater North. Is that yeah, it? Yeah, Theater North. Third mm-hmm. in, theater North is going to be in, and uh, it's lovely. They have um, a silent auction, a big cocktail party, and they have an outside Beautiful. venue. Beautiful. Uh, ushers, and so far they have nine acts. All right. Uh, they have some doctors that do fantastic things. Yes. And it's to raise money for us. And uh, that is uh, wonderful. So that should be a fun evening. I yes. Will, I, that's going to be fun yeah what's, I mean, the, what's the ticket price for that um, i'm not sure yet they're, they're working with caterers right now to mm-hmm. cater the event so mm-hmm. they don't have um you know that detail yet okay. but it will be it will be on our website and our facebook page and what's that website and facebook page our website is theportableplayhouse.org mm-hmm. um, and that has information about lonacana what's going on and we'll keep updating it as we progress um yeah i mean we're just so excited about this I mean, you know, you get a part to you, you get a, to a point in your life where you, you know, and, and, and this is, you know, our point is like, you know, you kind of start asking yourself questions like, what did I build in the world? Mm-hmm. You know, and what's your legacy? Yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah. What am I leaving behind? I, what am I leaving behind? Well, and let me tell you, you're way ahead of most people <laughs> because they never even ask the question. But go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I mean, I can ramble forever about this, but I don't know. I just, um, I, I know that, you know, when I asked the question to myself after, after I turned 50, now I'm 56. Um, I raised six children. I have four grandchildren now. Um, hopefully a whole bunch more would head on eventually when the rest of them get married. But, um, you know, I, I know that, um, what fulfills me is serving others. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, I mean, I know it takes courage to act upon it. Yes. You know, and please believe us, you know, in 17 years, we've had a lot of challenges. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't ever draw a salary. I never had. My husband's worked for our money and he's going to have to continue to work for <laughs> <laughs> until, you know, <laughs> now, dust to dust. Okay. But, but he doesn't, does he live here too full yeah. time? All right. Yeah, and he yeah. works and that's the reason why you came here, right? He had a job here? Um, no, no, no. We came uh, here because it, um, just to run a nonprofit and for me not, to, you know, we, 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 went from one you know two salaries to one yeah and we actually had one of our volunteers at a summer place here by one of the lakes up by elk mountain Mm -hmm. and we saw these cute little towns and i said i wonder what it was like you know what would it be compared to northern new jersey yes which was you know so it was completely different yeah um and plus just more peaceful and and just Mm -hmm. people are kinder and more patient and Mm -hmm. you know I want to live my life around people like that. And I want to surround my people, you know, my life with, what do they say now, your tribe. Yes. You know, when you do, yeah, my tribe of people that are giving and kind. And Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's a nice way to go because I don't ever see myself sitting, uh, you know, just playing golf. 
Yeah, no. That's just not my style, and, I, and mm-hmm. I, I'm Irish, so I, I can't sit in the sun, so where am I supposed to go? <laughs> That's so a good I, qualifier. I like that. Where can I sit in the sun? Uh, let me ask you about something that I, I know of you, that you started this Portable Playhouse project um, before you did this Lonacana, mm-hmm. and, and even the retreat that you had had. And you still have it, right? Yes, Somebody's? we still have the one. Okay, mm-hmm. in Forest City. But the Portable Playhouse concept is a great concept and I I would and those who are would be interested in listening to this or reading I should say um, my book the, um, I was gonna say the portable playhouse <laughs> too many P's the power of the purse um, references Marianne's story about how she uh, came up with this idea and put it together in such a way that it really became the the motivation and the inspiration for mm-hmm. her life. So tell us yeah. how you did that. What what prompted you to do it? How to get started with it? From the very beginning. Yeah, the I just you, well, you know what? I, you, you get to a point in your life. Well, my children all started you know leaving the home. They were going to college and not coming back yes. and starting their little adult lives. And you know I. I actually was sitting watching a morning show, I think, and, and they were saying, you know, people would, you know, that we are always changing our jobs now every 10 mm-hmm. years, mm-hmm. you know, how people are doing. And they would, you know, this one woman, and I would just turn 40, and uh, I was like, oh, I don't know what I want to do. You know, I kind of, I spent my, you know, last 20 years raising a whole bunch of children. I had them the Irish way, one right after the <laughs> other. <laughs> and if yeah. people know that, they're laughing yes. and snickering right now. But, um, so they were all leaving right after each other. I was like, wow, I have hardly any laundry and I don't have to cook as much. Yeah. But I always, my sister and I always, um, you know, we grew up in a family. My mother always taught us, um, you know, to do what you love and to give back always. And, um... And always, I guess, you know, and I never realized till now I'm saying it, you know, not to ever give up on your dreams. And we just, we love the arts and um, we we were going to open an art center and we couldn't afford to house it. Mm -hmm. We couldn't afford a building to house it in. So we said, well, if the kids can't come to us, maybe we can go to the children. And And where would children, uh, yeah, and and then the conversation went exactly like that. Where would children like this? Mm -hmm. And I said, what about like a hospital? Maybe, so we called the hospital. I said, you know, we want to do some art projects with the children. Uh, We'll buy you all the supplies and do it with them. Are you interested? And they were like, "Uh, could you start tomorrow? Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, after we were certified and stuff, um, we came in and our first night we bought beading because we could have masculine stuff and feminine stuff. Because you got to remember, in the environment that you're working, we couldn't really have smelly glue and smelly paint because not, some patients couldn't have that. So we had to think of something that was instant because the world is so instant, especially with children today, with their iPads and iPhones mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And uh, it just worked. And then we could, you know, uh, the first night they all actually came into the playroom. And the only thing I didn't like about that is they started comparing their work with each other. Yeah. And as I w- and we were going to be called the Playhouse. And as I was walking out that night, I saw all these children in their room, and I said to the uh, nurse, I said, "Well, why didn't they come down?" They said they can't. They're either hooked up to too many things, or they're embarrassed of the way they look. Mm-hmm. So I said, "Next week, would you like me to go to them and work one on one?" They said, "Oh my goodness, you would do that." And, and then next week the, we did. That's how the portable Playhouse, Playhouse. came to be. 
Well, thank you so much for being here today, Marianne. I really, really appreciate the update. It's it's just such a wonderful and inspirational thing that you do. A good way for us to close out 2016 and say to everyone who listens, thank you so much for doing that. We really love having you in our world. And if you really would like to say anything to us, please go to our website, thelaurieandlinshow.com, and send us a comment or two. And have a wonderful, wonderful 2017 and we'll be back with um all of us next week have a wonderful happy new year and thank you for listening be safe please (laughs) goodbye this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.